Welcome back to another episode of Everyday Man of God Ministries. As always, I thank you for tuning in, whether it be on Spotify or iTunes, Breaker, Radio Public, Rumble. You won't find it on YouTube, most likely. But I wanted to talk about a lot of things, but I will title this video, I apologize, this this uh podcast everybody's a Christian and yet very few people are a Christian what does that mean there are a lot of sinners wearing crosses around their necks I don't mean you just your Catholic priest or your Greek Orthodox or anything like that everyday people and they pray to all these the St. Anthony of the lost things and and still can't find their things. They certainly can't find their way. We are living in a time when people like Tyler Perry, who dresses in drag, calls himself a Christian. A time where wrestlers like The Undertaker and, and Sting um, and uh, oh, what is that guy's name? It's been around since the 80s. Hart, Shawn Michaels. These men claim to be born again. And yet they are fully immersed in the secular world. Don't let it get you fooled. They're not undercover. That's not how it works. A lot of people, a lot of celebrities say they're Christians, and yet they fully partake in the secular world. The line is incredibly blurred. If you watch TV, the movies, the news, TikTok, uh, twi all of that stuff, Twitter and the rest... But the line is not blurred when you open up the King James Bible. Once you read the King James Bible, you are not in the world anymore. I should say you're not in the world. You're not of the world anymore. You're in the world. And you recognize it. And things offend you that are a front to God. And you don't make justifications. Because we all do. I realize the job that I'm in I fear has offended God, and it's time for me to move on. And we have to keep trying to find things that don't offend God, because yes, we need to make money not to be incredibly rich, while not monetarily wise, but we have to keep moving forward. Those who are really Christians and, and followers of Christ are the strange kid in the new town. So the new kid in town, the kid sitting alone at the kitchen table. I'm sorry, the kitchen table. The cafeteria table. It's funny because I was never that person. I was one that fit in with any clique, so to speak, but I never cared to fit in any of them. I never developed a lot of friends when I was younger, not because I was, you know, socially inept or anything like that I just didn't care 
I didn't care if people liked me or not liked me. And I found that that has helped me grow as a Christian. Because what you think of me matters not, but what God thinks of me matters a ton. No man's opinion of me matters. Now, if somebody likes me, that's wonderful. I'm not looking to be hated, but I'm not looking to be loved. I'm looking to do whatever God tells me to do. And if that pleases you, fantastic. If that offends you, that is not my problem. If I offend you by the word of God, then you have been convicted. And you are in sin. It doesn't mean, because some will say, oh, now you're just sounding high and mighty. I didn't say I was better than you. I'm just doing what the Word of God tells me to do. So your argument is not with me. It's with God. It's with the Bible. See, often we compromise, and we don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. One person said to me, it's okay to preach to somebody as long as you don't hurt their feelings. That is the dumbest thing I think I've ever heard in my entire life. Bring the word of God. Bring the gospel. But don't be offensive. Well, I hate to break it to you, but if people hate God, they're going to be offended. If they hate the gospel, they're going to be offended. It is going to point out sins. And the irony, the people who are offended the most are those who call themselves Christians. Because they know they're not. They know they're not doing what they're supposed to. They're willing to go to church. They're willing to throw a few pennies into the bucket. They're willing to make their tributes to their church buildings. To use a loose analogy, we'll talk about it. The man who, and his wife, who gave a lot to the mission of Peter and and the disciples, but then they kept back some. You remember that story? Well, that is much like the Christian world who still drives up in the Mercedes Benz, who still drives in it in brand new cars, Audis and so forth. Not every single Christian at a church has these things, but I'm telling you right now, <coughs> excuse me, go buy a parking lot of your local church. Not the one that's on the corner of Main Street that's in a poor town. Drive up to your mega churches. I don't mean the Joel Osteen ones, but those are mega. But your local ones and your biggest cities and the ones that can house, you know, 500 to 1,000 people. Tell me the cars you see. Oh, you'll see minivans and you'll see caravans. You'll see a good amount of very nice vehicles. It always astounds me. Well, doesn't the Lord want you to have something that's nice? For what? The vehicle's utilitarian. As your body is. Even though it is your temple, yes. But your body is utilitarian. It is to get you to the places where you need to be. It is a vessel. You have it for now. So there are very few Christians walking about. But there are a lot of false ones. 
Be careful of those, and I see more and more of the King James touting Bible people that aren't living King James at all. Sound good, though. I often can get all fired up and give you just have a fiery message and speech. But I'm not sure that fire or no fire in the speech, for lack of better phrasing, makes it better, any message you give. If there's no truth in your message, there is no conviction, there is no No truth. When you say the words to say the words, but you don't even know. When you stand on a pulpit or anywhere else, or even on a street corner, and you yell out these things, and yet you're not living. You're worse than those who have turned down God. Much like they did in the old days. I wonder, when Jesus said, Woe to you, Sidon. Woe to you, Tyre. I wonder how many towns and cities you can say that now. Imagine how many. You might as well just start naming off continents at that point. Billions are not going to heaven. Who am I to judge? That's what someone will think when they hear me. Who are you to judge? Well, do I not have the right biblically to judge righteously? I can't judge without cause. When I tell you to stop drinking, I'm not sitting here drinking. When I tell you to stop smoking, I'm not sitting here smoking. When I tell you to stop shoving diabetes sticks down your throat when it comes to candy bars and so forth, I'm not sitting with a bucket of bonbons. Okay, that was an old reference to the 80s and women who used to watch soap operas, I guess. It was a joke of that time. Can you honestly look at yourself in the mirror and say, yes, I am doing everything humanly possible to glorify God. The show I watch glorifies God. The music I listen to glorifies God. The game I play with my children glorify God. Now in the same breath and the same token, I'm not saying that you have to be perfect. No one has ever said that. All fall short of the glory of God, which is my favorite cop-out that people use. And I've said this many times before. When you use that, you are just copping out and not taking accountability of your sin. Recognize your sin and realize it's there. Now, my sin is that I let anger get a hold of me sometimes. And I have to apologize. And I have to ask God for forgiveness for that anger. And there are times when I say, Lord, shouldn't I be angry? Yes. But it has to be a righteous anger, not a boiling anger hatred there has to be a line you have to be angry without hate it's a tough place to be so when you turn and you just look at the people 
And I've done this before. Just watch the people. I like sitting in the back of the uh, church. I was always, I sat back in, uh, when I was in school, I used to sit in the back of the classroom. Always used to just observe. Observe the people in your church building. Observe the dress, the style, the mannerisms. When you walk into your church, can you honestly say everybody in there is uh, dressed the way they should be? Are the men and the woman, women wearing the same pants? Hmm. Are there women in there wearing tons of makeup and tons of jewelry? Yeah, I'm judging you. What does the Bible say? A woman is beautiful all by themselves to the eye of God. He finds every woman beautiful. Not in a sexual way, but he finds beauty in the creation is made. You are beautiful to someone. Stop being like the world. You want a Christian man? Be a Christian woman. That always fascinates me too. I can't find a good Christian man. Well, stop dressing like the secular world and you might find one. Because the way you dress, when you dress secular, you're getting secular. Because truly a Christian man, a real Christian man, doesn't want that. Now, women have independence and they have to be, no, shut up. Are you telling me a Christian woman who wears long dresses isn't independent? Who can't be? A true Christian woman has more strength than a secular woman. Christian women have a spiritual strength as a Christian man does. A worldly strength means absolutely nothing. Because what are you having strength for? It keeps on changing day to day. What are you standing for? So, to say to all the Christian men, Christian women, Christian, those who call themselves Christians, are you Christian? I don't want to hear, yeah, fight for God and country. Really? Not me. I fight for God. But what country? Countries change. Countries come and go. This one will. And then what do you fight for? Christians, look at yourselves, the ones who call themselves Christians and are fighting alongside people who fight for Second Amendment or freedom. I'm not saying I'm against Second Amendments and the right to bear arms. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, look to the sinner next to you fighting for that freedom. What makes you different? When you fight against the lockdowns and the mandates, just like the world, I see more people, and even so-called Christians, out on the streets fighting mandates, vaccinations, 
but yet I never see them on the streets or saw them before preaching, handing out gospel tracts, spreading the word of God everywhere. I'm not seeing it. I've never seen a person ever that I come across in a store, if I have a conversation and they're wearing a cross, I never hear them, may God bless you. May the Lord be with you. Nope. So am I judging those who call themselves Christians? Yep. Because we need to keep ourselves accounted for. We need to keep ourselves on the straight and narrow. And those of you who are Christians, who really are Christians, who listen to this and who really want to be Christians, it is the most difficult choice you're ever going to make, and yet it is the easiest choice you're ever going to make. The difficulty is you will be isolated from the world, even though you will be in the world. You'll be in a job. You will drive through towns. But you will not be like them anymore. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord, say, when you ask the, the Lord to come into your life and take it over and repent from your sins, you become a new person. And at first, it's going to feel awesome. But then after a while, it feels difficult. And that's when the fall-off begins with some. Because no one wants to be honest with them. They'll go to a church building that will fill them, fill them up with all this, oh, love the world, everybody's peace, love, and happiness, as if you're a bunch of hippies in the new age. It's going to be difficult and hard. And I hope that my podcast and my channel, along with others, will help you stay the course. Because every day is a difficult day. We will face challenges. But you're going to enjoy every day you go home and you just immerse yourself in the Bible. If you're single, you will find someone. Immerse yourself in the Bible and the Lord will provide someone. And those of you who do have someone, you get to go home to someone who loves you. I am blessed with that. She's a good Christian woman. So I know when the troubles of the day are there, as hard as it is to get through them, more often than not, I have a biblical woman at home who supports me. And I support her. So I'm going to end with this. Christians, be Christians. And you so-called Christians, time of judgment is coming. Time of judgment's coming. You better get yourselves right. Thank you for tuning in tonight. I appreciate it. And with that, good night. God bless.